Hello and welcome to another edition of the RPAC Rundown Podcast. I'm your host, Evan Jones. Hope you had a happy Thanksgiving. We have another great episode for you. We'll discuss the Class D2 state championship game on the football field, which featured Hitchcock County taking down Howell's Dodge 22-12, claiming their first ever NSAA football state championship. We'll chat with Randall Rath, head coach of the Falcons. Winter sports season is right around the corner. We'll also talk with head coach of the Cambridge Trojan Boys basketball team, Clay Shepard. And we will view the RPAC one-act results, too. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. You're listening to the RPAC Rundown Podcast. Arapahoe Rehab and Fitness is locally owned and operated here to serve Arapahoe and the surrounding area. We have a passion for our patients and our community. Gym memberships are available, $15 for individuals, $20 for families. Here at Scouts Recreation, we believe in the value of recreation. We believe in having fun. We believe that the best memories are made while doing the things you love with your favorite people. We have a variety of items from men's grooming products like Duke Cannon, golf equipment, camping goods, and our own apparel line. Check out our fall collection of t-shirts on the website at scoutsrecreation.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Welcome back to the RPAC Rundown Podcast. Let's dive into our football rundown. It was Hitchcock County that competed in the Class D2 state championship game against Howell's Dodge on Monday. The Falcons won their first ever state championship as they beat the Jaguars 22-12. The Falcons found themselves down at halftime 12-8, but the defense for the Falcons buckled down and didn't allow them to score in the second half. They were able to put up two scores themselves to take the lead and win. Keenan Gaston had 86 yards and a touchdown, and Keegan Schuler had 19 tackles on defense. Once again, congratulations to the Hitchcock County Falcons in their first ever NSAA football state championship victory. Of course, there were other results across classes A through D6. We begin with D6 last Friday. It was Parkview Christian who took down Pawnee City in the state championship game for six-man, 50-25. to Then in class D1, it was Clarkson Lee who beat Neely Oakdale, 48-20. to In class C2, it was Norfolk Catholic who beat Cedar Catholic, 23 to nothing. In Class C1, it was Pierce, who won big over Aurora, 42-14. In Class B, it was Bennington, who beat Gross Catholic, 38-14. In Class A, what a thriller of a game that one was, as Omaha Westside took down Gretna, 43-41. We'll take a break, and when we come back, we'll chat with head coach of the Hitchcock County Falcon football team, Randall Rath. You're listening to the RPAC Rundown Podcast. Coffee, cappuccinos, and breakfast pizza. Just a few great things you can get at C Plus and Bertrand on your way to work in the mornings. Store hours are 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. Sunday through Thursday and 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. Friday and Saturday. Convenience Plus, a whole lot more, located in Bertrand. Webb's Oil Field Service would like to wish area athletes the best of luck this season. They are an oil field service company serving southwest Nebraska and northwest Kansas with oil lease and drilling rig services. Webb's Oil Field Service, located in Cambridge. 
Cambridge Supermarket is locally owned and operated. We offer fresh produce and quality cut meats, along with helpful employees that greet you with a smile and are there to help you find what you need. Cambridge Supermarket, fresh hometown values. Now joining us on the RPAC Rundown podcast is head coach of the Hitchcock County football team, Randall Rath, following their state championship win over Howell's Dodge in Class D2. Let's talk about the game itself in that state title. You faced a really solid Howell's Dodge team. Obviously, you're in the state championship. You're never going to be playing a great team. You stunned them on the defensive side. What did you see specifically on that side of the ball from your team, though, Coach? You know, we we just uh, kind of approached it like we did each week, knowing that uh, their running back was a great cutback runner. And it's difficult. You just can't simulate uh, how they are up front and the speed he has and the shiftiness. And, you know, it's something we really thought we were well prepared for. But uh, like you said, they're they're very, very good. And, you know, we had a tough time the first half tackling him. And we kind of – we. We took bad angles, didn't go downhill like we normally do, we felt, and uh, we were running sideways instead of the way we want to approach things when we tackle, and then when he cut back, we'd get blocked, and I thought our kids the second half, uh, we adjusted a little bit, walked our outside backers up a little bit tighter, and played our DNs a little bit uh, tighter on them, and backed our Mike linebacker up, and really... Uh, helped us out and uh, Keegan I believe had 14 tackles in the second half from his middle linebacker we just tried to free him up more and you know all of them I don't want to say specific names but really really played well on that side of the ball and you mentioned Keegan and like you said you don't want to mention specific names but had 19 tackles in the game what was it like watching him and some of those other linebackers fly around not just in that game but all season Oh, it's fun. You know, they're, they're real physical kids, uh, you know, and they, they make pre-reads really good and they study the game. And that was what was exciting is the kids knew what they're going to run. And, and, you know, house Dodge isn't going to trick you with anything. They're going to run toss and they're going to block it about three different ways. And, you know, once we thought we read things well in the first half, but we over-pursued. But all season long, these kids, are, they're really uh, students of the game. They study film a lot, study scouting reports. And that was what, you know, to, as a coach was the most exciting thing for me is the communication that they held on the field with each other. And they were loud. We we talked about that, and I thought we we've never – been able to get that to where we want it. And these kids went uh, beyond that. It was a, a good conversation they had before each snap. And, you know, we told them any secret you keep hurt the team. So make sure we tell everybody everything. And I think that was probably the, the biggest uh, accomplishment of this group was how well they, you know, they communicate with each other. Now, leading up to this title game, what were the discussions like amongst your team as you got prepared? We didn't really, you know, we listened to them. They didn't really talk about anything about except for getting better and knowing what that they were going to be a good team and what we need to do to be successful. And, you know, I'm very fortunate 
and our coaching staff is to have these kids that are such even keyed and approach things a day at a time, really buy into that. And, you know, it was just another game. Uh, I know it's bigger than that uh, to a lot of people, and it was bigger than that to these kids, but they never led on to that. And, you know, it just speaks volumes about them as people. Now, for those who, who haven't won a state championship, Coach, when that scoreboard hit zeros, what was that feeling like? <laughs> uh, it was ex- exciting. You know, it was a relief to those kids as a coach you know our coaches we put a lot of pressure on ourselves we want to do everything we can do to try to help the kids have opportunities to you know reach that goal but the bottom line it comes down to the kids and and uh, what they've done what they've put into it and the preparation they've made not just this year but this group of seniors through the last four years and you know it, it was just awesome feeling to look at those kids and i think they put a little pressure on themselves as well um because this is something that they really really wanted to achieve and you know it was just it was just awesome to see their faces and 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 uh, enjoy it with them Uh, we have a strong relationship with each other and it was just very very exciting and like you said, very special to the kids, but branching out from that, the Hitchcock County community as well. What does this mean to to the school and to community also, Coach? Oh, it's awesome. And, uh, and when you have good sports programs, I've been around this a while, it, your school goes a lot better through the year. And, you know, it's one thing when the media talked to me about the culture of things that we've tried to bring here. Um, it takes the parents, it takes a communicate the community, but most of all, it's the administration that has to really, uh, you know, give you the opportunity, give teachers, give coaches the opportunity uh, to be who they are and to build success. And, you know, it, it's just been an awesome thing to work here for our administration. Um, I feel they backed us 100%. Many thanks to Randall Rath, head coach of the Hitchcock County football team, for joining us on the RPAC Rundown podcast. And once again, congrats to Hitchcock County on their first ever NSAA football state title. We'll take a break, and when we come back, we will look at the RPAC One Act results. Here at Crabelli Physical Therapy in Cambridge, our approach and philosophy are simple. Caring physical therapy with exceptional results. You will be treated by our highly qualified caring team dedicated to improving your health and well-being. Good luck to our area athletes from Crabelli Physical Therapy. Welcome back to the RPAC Rundown Podcast. RPAC One Act took place this past week. Let's take a look at the results. We'll begin with the RPAC West One Act results. First place went to Maywood. Second place went to Wallace. Third place was Paxton. Fourth place was Hay Center. Fifth place, Hitchcock County. Sixth place, Southwest. And seventh place, Juanita Palisade. Best Actor went to John Fricky of Paxton. Best Actress went to Kendall McClintock of Wallace. Now for the RPAC East one-act results. First place went to Southern Valley. Second place went to Alma. 
Third place went to Cambridge. Fourth place went to Maxwell. And fifth place went Best Actor went to Camden Bowes of Southern Valley. And Best Actress went to LaSalle Lucas of Maxwell. We'll take a break and then chat with head boys basketball coach of the Cambridge Trojans, Clay Shepard. All that and more coming up on the RPAC Rundown podcast. JBK Operating LLC is available for all of your oil field hot oiling, steaming, and well pumping needs. Contact J Webb at 308 340 0741 and see how JBK Operating LLC in Cambridge can help you. Good luck to the area athletes from JBK Operating LLC. Following a 16-8 and season a year ago, the Cambridge Trojan Boys basketball team is looking to have some new faces fill some important spots on the court. Now joining us on the RPAC Rundown podcast is Clay Shepard, head coach of the Trojans. Well, Clay, let's begin with practice. You're a little over a week into practices so far in this preseason stage. How have those practices been going for your squad? You know, they've, they've been going pretty good. Um, we kind of had to adjust our expectations, maybe that first day of practice where, you know, we had so many guys who knew exactly what we expected last year. Um, you know, the, the intensity was always really, really high. We had a lot of, you know, guys who played a lot of varsity basketball. Um, you know, this year we're kind of the opposite. We have two guys who've, who've really played varsity basketball minutes. And so that first day of practice, everything was moving slower and, uh, Coach Wood and I were getting a little frustrated, and then we realized, no, you know, we we just have to kind of restart here a little bit. Um, so it, it's really been going pretty good. We, we've seen quick improvements um, as far as you know the pace of our practices and the intensity of our practices. So uh, the, the frustration quickly went away um, as as we kind of adjusted our expectations and and got kids going on what we wanted to do. Now, you mentioned you have a couple of guys returning, but you also mentioned the new pieces that you have. How have you seen those guys gel so far? Yeah, it, It's been really impressive how quickly they've gelled. Um, I mean, they spend so much time together on the football field throughout the summer, um, you know, playing video games and stuff. So I guess it, it, it maybe shouldn't have been a surprise how quickly they've gelled. Um, but yeah, Carson and Will have brought uh, those younger guys along really quickly. Um, they're pieces that fit with what we want to do really well, which helps a ton. Um, it, it's not like we're trying to fit a you know square peg into a round hole or anything like that. They're just pieces that make sense together, um, and so that's helped. That's helped things kind of uh, quickly come together for us. Now, kind of a two-part question here for you, Clay. You had a jamboree game on Tuesday at Lexington. In those preseason matchups, what are you hoping to see? And based on that, what did you see from your team in that matchup against Lexington? Yeah, the, those jamborees are a great opportunity um, just for our younger kids and for our kids who haven't played a ton of varsity basketball just to to get the feel of playing in a varsity game. Um, you know, even last year, we, we threw some younger guys out there that probably weren't going to be in the rotation just because it's an opportunity for them to play against varsity athletes and, um, you know, f- feel the speed of a varsity game. Um, so, you know, the, the expectations were, were pretty much just, um, you know, get everybody out there uh understand that there's going to be some nerves there's going to be you know some passes that that we'll just shake our head at um and you know we, we were just focused on ourselves not really talking scouting report or anything um and just just trying to you know see some success and then you know find find out what exactly it is that we need to work on uh here in this next week leading up to our first game and we we really accomplished all of our goals in that way um we we realized you know we, we got to get a little tougher with the ball um, you know, we, we realized that defense maybe isn't quite as big of a liability as we thought it might be. 
Um, we, we have some guys who can move their feet, who can stay in front of people. Um, we, we also realized that uh, we got to we got to shoot shots, game speed in practice because we got sped up a little bit last night. Um, we didn't shoot the ball as well as we have been in practice. Um, and so it, it was really good as far as um, it, it pointed out exactly what we need to work on uh, if we're going to be successful starting next week. Now, Carson Tromke, he has to step into a little bit bigger of a role this season after an eight point per game year, really did a nice job of filling the void when you needed some scoring last year. But where have you seen him grow into more of a kind of a lead dog in terms of scoring for your squad? Yeah, that, that's exactly what we need him to become is, you know, that lead guard, the the guy that we can all turn to when we need a bucket. Um, and he he really has worked hard on becoming that. He, he was a very good role player for us last year. He got the ball down the court, got us into our offense. Um, made open shots when he had them and then you know attack you know usually one of the lesser defenders that uh, you know he was probably our fifth starter last year um at the start of the year but you know this year he's gonna have a lot of pressure on him he's gonna have a lot of attention on him uh you know defense are gonna start loading up to him pretty, you know pretty early in the season i would assume um and he he's worked hard to you know transform his game into more of a okay i can beat my man and then i can also beat this help defender um you know it, it I, I might not have as much space to get my shot off, so I need to work on speeding up my shot. He he saw what was coming, and we, we talked about it last spring. And he he's put in a lot of work. Um, he he loves being in the gym. Obviously, you know we we play old man ball on Sundays, and he'll, he'll be up there, you know, thirty minutes before we even start, and he he's in there shooting. Um, so he 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 loves loves the grind aspect of of getting better at basketball, and that's uh, really going to benefit him this year as his role change changes quite a bit. Cambridge begins the season on Thursday, December 1st at home versus Hitchcock County. We'll take a break, and when we come back, it will be time to announce our RPAC Rundown Athlete of the Week, brought to you by First Central Bank. Not every business is fortunate enough to serve the kind of people we do. People who take the time to give us honest, valuable feedback for the purpose of helping their business be its best. People willing to hand over the reins to their financial future simply because they know we can be trusted. To you, our customers, thank you. Your unwavering support lets us confidently say First Central Bank is here to stay. First Central Bank, member FDIC. Welcome back to the RPAC Rundown Podcast. Evan Jones with you, of course. It's time to announce our Athlete of the Week brought to you by First Central Bank. Let's plan for tomorrow together. Member FDIC. With girls sports not going on right now, we won't have a female athlete of the week this week. But we do have a male athlete of the week. That goes to Keegan Schuler of Hitchcock County. Schuler was instrumental in their 22-12 win over Howells Dodge in the Class D2 state title game. He had 19 tackles. Yes, 19 tackles in the game. Once again, we would like to thank our great sponsor of the RPAC Rundown Athlete of the Week, First Central Bank, member FDIC. That will do it for this episode of the RPAC Rundown podcast. For all of your RPAC needs, go to bestboy-media.com and click on the RPAC Rundown tab. We have season previews for the winter sports season coming up, so be watching for those. Until next time, I'm Evan Jones, and thanks for tuning into the RPAC Rundown podcast.